Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie of We Eat Stuff. Thanks for listening. In this podcast, we're seeking out folks in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating who we want to know more about. If you are listening to this podcast today when it is released, then congratulations. Today's my birthday. Yay! April 20th, it's my birthday. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Our guest this week is Denise Mueller from The Dark Room. Delise is a local sommelier, and she's involved with the Kranzberg Arts Foundation in Grand Center of St. Louis, and you can find her most days at The Dark Room. We talk a lot about how The Dark Room had a really big um, beginning of 2017. They recently moved to a fabulous new venue, and if you guys haven't been there yet, I suggest you check it out. So thanks so much for tuning in. Please enjoy our conversation with Denise. So um, this is a Pierre Gervais Rosé of Saunier. Yeah. So it is a grower champagne house. And um, it's not exactly to temp, so bubbles not to temp are a little frothier. Um, So this is a special color if you can't see how uh, like it. deep it is yeah so, rosé of saunier is done in a bleed off method where you get a little bit more concentrated mm. juice mm-hmm. so i thought it's a little nerdy and who doesn't want rosé champagne on a sunday totally mm. nice day like today mm. kind of color of her couch it's just really unique and a lot of people that drink um french rosés in general want that provencal light pink kind of aesthetic, Mm -hmm. which we do have their traditional rosé champagne as well, but I thought this would be something kind of different. It's a little bit higher end for their line, and I decided that after today, we all deserve something higher end. Absolutely. All right, there we go. So you have this man glass. That's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll have two champagne flutes. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I appreciate the champagne flute then. That's all right. We're good. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for having me. Yay. Ah. Thank you for coming over. Uh, no, thank you for uh, relieving me of duty for an hour. <laughs> absolutely. So kind of nice, right? So it's a like it. deeper fruit profile. You would normally get more like an underripe strawberry mm-hmm. or like underripe yeah, that's melon. It's it. really not very sweet. And this that's is nice. a little um, more like a full raspberry, which when people say berry, they mm-hmm. think sweet. But really, yeah. if you take a berry and just like eat a raw berry, it's actually quite tart. Yeah. So this is what this I think. This is nice. Because, mm-hmm. I like it. So, uh... Who are you? Hi, my name is Denise Mueller. Um, I'm a uh, uh, local certified sommelier and um, beverage professional in general. And I've recently taken a um, new job role with the Cranesburg Arts Foundation. I'm their director of hospitality. Mm. So we currently have four venues. They're all multi-use venues. So Mm -hmm. we might have a ballroom, a bar, a theater concession bar, we can do music, ballet, theater, national musical acts, uh, you name it. And um, our flagship wine bar, which is where this wine is from, is called the Dark Room Wine Bar. Hmm. And I'm their GM as well. So I handle all the food and beverage for the entire foundation. I handle staffing. Mm-hmm. I am a bit of an operations nerd. Um, I'm our tech person. You know, cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All around person. Good deal. St. Louisan, South Cityer. You know, I drink champagne one minute and then I chug whiskey the next. Just, I think that's the average St. Louisan now. <laughs> Way to be. Good. <laughs> I like it. And so, uh, the dark room recently had a lot of big changes come about. Correct. You recently had a beautiful new venue. Correct. Yes. Can I'm you very tell us excited about, this? about that. So the dark room um, was a small storefront and was originally created to have um, something uh, of a with an elevated aesthetic mm-hmm. for Grand Center. Mm-hmm. So Powell and Fox and Sheldon and Jazz at the Bistro patrons could have um, 
a higher end glass of wine and maybe some light nosh. And it turned into something so much more beautiful than they ever expected. Um, we went from having uh, cheese boards and 20 wines to a full menu and almost 150 wines, full mm-hmm. cocktail list, full uh, mm-hmm. beer program. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently moved into the Sunning Grandel Theater. Mm-hmm. So one thing the Cranesburg Arts Foundation does is it truly invests in infrastructure. Mm-hmm to create a, a home for artists to thrive. So whether that is photographers, uh, again, theater groups, ballet groups, um, local musicians, clearly we are a big fan of the jazz and soul scene. So um, inside the Grandel Theater, we have a larger venue, mm-hmm. and now we are technically under the Cranesburg Arts Foundation's umbrella. So the dark room mm-hmm. got an upgrade as well. We have a stunning new kitchen. Mm-hmm. So Chef Samantha Preto has lots of new toys, uh, much more opportunity mm-hmm. sure. for the um, incoming 500-seat theater and 200-person ballroom upstairs mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, possible, uh, you know, small catering jobs in the area to our patrons. Mm-hmm. And um, the bar was designed by a space architecture firm and is a dynamic aesthetic. Yeah. They're so good, a good group there. Wonderful. And yeah, there's always something um, you know, um, unique in their architecture. It's always hand done, steel, very, you know, uh, definitely unique. So, uh, you know, along with the space's redesign, I think kind of came an elevation to our programs across the board. Mm-hmm. So, sexier stage, um, ex- way expanded wine program, way expanded spirits program. We did expand the beers. Um, so yeah, I'm terribly excited. Yeah. We had to, you know, up the staff quotient. Our patio is going to open in May. Nice. So it's going to be wonderful. Awesome. And when, when you guys just opened there, what, like six weeks ago? Correct. Yeah. So, you know, we're over the opening hump mm-hmm. and we just celebrated three years um, on Friday. Awesome. What I think, um, you know, I've seen a lot of restaurants either survive three years or not. And mm-hmm. I think that's a big mark. Yeah. Because sometimes, and we... Uh, as well, you're still evolving mm-hmm. after the first year or two. Like a year and a half ago, we didn't even do live music except mm-hmm. one night a week. Yeah. And, you know, went from being kind of a restaurant by evening to wine bar and jazz venue at night. Mm-hmm. And I think it uh, it just brought us a whole new set of clientele. Mm-hmm. So we're thrilled. How long have you been a sommelier for? I started working in the wine industry... How old am I? Let's see, fourteen years ago by mistake. When you were eight years old. I was eight years old. Um, I was hired at a black tie restaurant when I was about twenty one, twenty two, and met their sommelier Jeff Callahan, who's one of my uh, partners in the wine school, and he made us take these classes every Saturday at four o'clock if you wanted that prime shift, and somehow I just like listened intently so I could regurgitate the information and I guess I did so very well but I wasn't letting it soak in Mm -hmm. so I left that field for about three years and then came back to uh, manage a wine bar Um, I worked my way up I should say and I would get so many compliments on my table side demeanor and knowledge and what for you that can't see my air quotes right now knowledge (laughs) it was just I knew how to kind of cheat the game you would learn Mm -hmm. five things really well and sell it really well Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, those compliments kept coming, so I picked up the Wine Bible. Mm-hmm. And that day, coincidentally, also met the likes of Angela Ortman, local mm-hmm. wine yeah. celebrity, uh, STL mm-hmm. wine girl. Yeah. And just kind of found my way self-studying mm-hmm. and decided to go for my level one, and then I was kind of hooked. Mm-hmm. So I did get my level one in um, 2008, and... Shortly thereafter, started studying for my level two. I did not really have a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, I just did tasting parties at my house with clients from the wine bar and had my boyfriend blind taste me every night. Mm-hmm. I'd go give him hundreds of dollars and say, go buy some wine from the manager at this wine shop. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so I was broke, but drinking well and studying <laughs> and um, got my certified in twelve. And then my career really took off when the Browns hired me at Robust mm-hmm. to help manage their beverage program. That was a challenge. Mm-hmm. 
Edwardsville, downtown Webster Groves. Yeah. Oh, all three locations. Yes. Wow. I didn't start that way, and then I worked my way up to that position mm-hmm. and um, was in Feast Magazine. I was in St. Louis Dream Team, St. Louis Magazine Dream Team. And, you know, I always say you can't just get your certification and not have schlepped the cases, done the inventory, done the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I call those people fancy pins. You know, you have to truly have do the hard work, I think. Because sommelier is a noun. It's not necessarily a company's title. It's a noun. Mm-hmm. It means you're a wine professional that works the floor mm-hmm. and does the dirty work of mm-hmm. cellar cleaning and mm-hmm. bottle rotating. Mm-hmm. All the stuff. Everything, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, you know, and here I am now. It's 2017, and, you know, um, people have asked if I want to go for my third level, and I do. I've already taken one of the prerequisite courses for it, but mm. I think my path right now is operations mm-hmm. and being the best, you know, food and beverage director, director of hospitality I can be. Mm-hmm. Studying um, at that level is a truly a part time and almost full time job. Mm. So, no studying right now. Yeah, <laughs> that's okay. How much does it cost to you study to become a sommelier? So. The studying is subjective. The exams, you have a few different paths. You can take Wine and Spirits Education Trust, which is getting more popular. It's called WSET. Mm-hmm. You can go through the Court of Master Sommeliers. Um, that's where most of the pins that you see in St. Louis come from. Mm. And that is about um, five seventy-five for level one plus travel. Mm. The certified is a little less, but um, you know, thinking about how many thousands of dollars I spent on tasting wines. Mm. And I mean thousands mm-hmm. of dollars. Mm-hmm. I would blind about a case a week, mm. and it has to be a certain level of wine at that point. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I would say I spent about $300 a week. Wow. Giving someone money to go to a wine shop that was educated enough to buy the correct kind of wines to blind taste me on. Mm-hmm. So, and then the advanced course is a couple thousand to get that. So it's, it's, but uh, the subjectiveness comes wherein if you are in tasting groups or the books that you read or the clubs you belong to in order to keep yourself in the mix, mm-hmm. having yeah. the right peers, the right mentor, um, traveling, you know, uh, there are things called SOMCON, Tex, uh, Texom, mm-hmm. and they're a couple hundred dollars in the travel that is with it. So if you're fortunate enough to work for maybe a hotel group, Mm-hmm. Or a bigger restaurant, they might reimburse you, which a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Cool. I always recommend that to my proteges. Mm-hmm. Reimbursement from said company. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's it's enough. It's yeah. enough to feel like it's a degree. You know, I kind of think of that. Um, I have two certifications: a certified specialist of wine, mm-hmm. which is more book work. Mm-hmm. It's a it is a three hundred page book. You have to know every word in it. And it's it's probably more difficult than the certified SOM exam. Mm-hmm. Um, I call that talking the talk, and I call the certified SOM exam walking the walk. I wanted to have both, which I did, and I'm very pleased with those results. You know, I, I think it's, it makes me more well-rounded to have mm-hmm. both. Yeah. But, oh, man, you know, I had no life yeah. for three years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you always been interested in wine? No. No? Sort of thrust upon you? My family had what my chef cooks with in our fridge for wine. Mm-hmm. So the good old Franzia Chablis. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a, I'm a farmer's daughter. I came from very humble roots. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes my family is still like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they've, they've enjoyed the ride. Um, you know, I've had them go to um, other restaurants with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should close the window. Okay. <laughs> it's the, out and about. It's, it's the, the real life aesthetic. Yeah. Yes. Well, I was, I was, I was thinking that at first. Yeah, I knew there was going to be barking dogs. Maybe. <laughs> and like, here's one right Sorry. here. Sorry. Hi, Waffles. It's usually pretty quiet. Um, but yeah, so, you know, my mother and I actually went to Piedmont in 2013. Mm. I, you know, took her over there just so she could see the relationship that I have with, you know, wineries, winemakers. And mm-hmm. that was lovely. So we did a little countryside tour she saw the level of appreciation that these mm-hmm. winemakers had and that my mm-hmm. wine vendors sent me over there and it, it was fantastic nice 
And, um, you know, someone that never really drank dry wine, she found herself guzzling Nebbiolo and Barbera, and it was mm. a real bonding experience. And like I said, you know, I've pushed the fold of my family's dining um, aesthetic as much as I can so they can see what I do. Cool. So. Very nice. Are you from St. Louis? I'm from Granite City, Illinois. Okay. So oh, nearby, okay. but not close enough yeah. for, for St. Louisans. <laughs> gotcha. You know? But yeah, no, um, and I really, I like what St. Louis has to offer. You know, people um, in any business, they say, it's easy to become a big fish here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are very jealous of that from the, yep. the coastal areas. So, you know, um, to have my name in a hat with a few of the, you know, top songs in the city at any given time mm-hmm. is fabulous. Yeah. Same thing with the dark room to mm-hmm. have, you know, um, to have risen to the stature we did in just a few years mm. to be like, you know, top five this or mm-hmm. whatnot yeah. has, uh, it's been wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. I love St. Louis for that reason. Yeah. It's not just a tech boom. You know, it, it has been a food and beverage boom for over a decade now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, just this year we saw more advanced Psalms come into the market mm-hmm. than I think we have had in the last 10 years. And yeah. it's just rising and rising. And, um, you know, the, the scene and the love is, mm-hmm. is evident, I think. People are starting to attend your classes a little bit more? Correct. Yes. Yeah, we had our first uh, sold-out class, mm-hmm. and um, I actually had to take a hiatus from the school, which broke my heart. Mm. So um, two of my main educators were working at the darkroom. Mm-hmm. So um, hopefully getting that back online in fall and in full force. Yeah. So I'm actually um, in the middle of trying to online publish the book. Yeah. Which will be a big deal for us. Waffles. Oh. Waffles, come here. There's a cat, too. Here oh, is. yeah, this wife's upset. <laughs> getting bothered by it. Hi. It's fine. Come here. But, um, yeah, so if, rude, if the book can be published online, and then it will also have digital content, the mm-hmm. goal is to take the pre course, which is our proprietary course, which mm-hmm. we have about 90 graduates in St. Louis, wow. um, be able to offer that not just with my own physical effort. That's that's mm-hmm. the trick, mm-hmm. is it's on my day off that I teach. And yeah. as much as I love it and I bawl like a, a mom at every graduation, you know, <laughs> I truly love that course and everything about it. Um, but I would like to be able to uh, offer that Waffles. education elsewhere. Enough. Hi, little guy. Hey, come here. Come here, buddy. Come on, come on, come here. Come here. Sorry about that. Waffles, we're going to be talking. Yeah. They... Come on, let's do that. Let's talk. Um, so Denise, what do you want to be when you're a kid? So I'm a fairly good artist Mm -hmm. and I'm a math nerd. So for a long time I wanted to be an architect Mm -hmm. and then I aced calculus AP and realized that was enough Mm -hmm. and I did not want to do that the rest of my life. Yeah. So, um, I'm still intrigued and love architecture, Mm -hmm. drafting, Aside from that, it was a weather girl. So it was going to oh, be that yeah. or a weather girl. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> being a farmer's daughter, you have all these satellites and these screens. You're constantly watching the weather. Yeah. Sure, yeah. And that was actually, um, you know, my dad's very hardworking, mm-hmm. as my mother was. But he would get home just in time to watch the Tonight Show mm-hmm. and then the weather. Mm-hmm. And that was part of my mm-hmm. relationship with my father. And um, I think that kind of solidified that like nerd science nerd math nerd again mm-hmm. and um so yeah it was always like well that's amazing look at yeah. that person on that screen mm-hmm. but um so yeah and then um I went a complete opposite way I was actually not a shy child but I went and got a communications degree mm-hmm. is what I technically have mm-hmm. and I always found it interesting because I had a speech impediment when I was a young girl and mm-hmm. my mom after her very long work days, would take me three times a week to, uh, you know, speech appointments. Mm. And she thinks it's ironic that I don't shut up now and that I have a <laughs> communications degree. She's like, well, we did something right, you know. <laughs> and, you know, people always say, you know what, Denise, you didn't not utilize your four-year degree because look at the way that you sell yourself, sell the yeah. businesses you work for, sell the wine, you know, you can tell that you've, taken those appropriate classes so that's always nice to hear yeah cool i like it varied interests yes very nice yes architecture weather (laughs) science math yeah and then wine (laughs) i think you know what and the fun thing is deep down i feel like i'm going to end up owning a vineyard Hmm. i I really think that 
that somehow is all going to cross. And, you know, I talk to my dad more about farming now than I ever did. Because the more you study wine, you have to know soil types. You have to know climatology, Hmm. geography. Um, Something tells me that if I could, quote unquote, retire somewhere, that that would be part of what I'm doing. Whether it's in Italy or California. Just feel it coming. Yeah. What sort of farm did you grow up on? So, uh, classic Illinois, um, mm-hmm. we soybeans, wheat, mm-hmm. feed corn, mm-hmm. not sexy food corn, <laughs> feed corn. Yeah. And like a lot of the farmers in the area, um, we actually live in a normal suburb mm-hmm. and then we drive to the farm. Oh, but, okay. you know, uh, my dad grew up in the opposite. Mm-hmm. They, you know, um, grew and petted what they ate. And mm. they did everything themselves. Yeah. Mm. You know, they were a totally sustainable household, nine kids, wow. Wow. Um, massive farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And it's funny what a generation does. Yeah. I'm excited if I bought, you know, like farmer eggs. I'm like, <laughs> I am <laughs> such a cool person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I went to own a chicken one day maybe. And my dad was like, I used to, you know, butcher the cattle that we then made that night. And yeah. Like, mm. You're cooler than me. So. <laughs> but, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's really intense to think about. Uh, the turn from what my dad did to what we did, and now you have people trying to get back to, you know, the mm-hmm. days of yesteryear. And yeah. Having, you know, livestock in their backyard and trying to get past city ordinances that say otherwise, and mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I really I I enjoy having the roots I do. I mean, a, a lot of other wine professionals that ha- had that silver spoon aesthetic when they were growing up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they understand how lucky they are to have that culture behind their decision Mm -hmm. to get into wine. So I don't know if they're more lucky or I am because I really Mm -hmm. appreciate the self-taught, you know, grassroots thing I did for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that it's any better, but I think it makes me appreciate it more. And I think you can see it when I teach. Mm -hmm. You know, I created the wine school because I didn't have a wine school to go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Is it the only wine school in St. Louis? Currently. Currently? Wow. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. There is a chain trying to come into the area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of my um, previous business owners, Stanley Brown, used to run the St. Louis Wine Clinic that went, um, that they decided to stop doing it the year I started studying. Mm-hmm. So it's funny, I had actually reached out to him way sooner and then you know joined their team and Mm -hmm. so it was kind of nice and then I remember the day I was shaking in my skin when I said Stanley I appreciate everything you've done for me but I think I want to open a school too and Mm. they were so welcoming to that I was still their full-time beverage director Mm -hmm. and he treated me like a mentor Mm -hmm. and then when I ended up leaving their company to go to who I work for right now he treated me like a colleague. Yeah. And that's something that you hope to have with every boss, mm-hmm. business owner. And, you know, I look at the same way. Like some of my students in just three years already have the certifications that I do or more. Mm-hmm. And so to see them as colleagues, like like I said, I'm like a, I'm a crier. You know, it, like it makes me so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I've got you know, what were like little baby psalms are now St. Louis's, you know, they're running some of the best wine bars in the area. Mm-hmm. Nice. Are there many psalms in St. Louis? The number has increased so much. Uh-huh. Mm. I would say less than 50. Okay. Mm. And I would say if you went to one city block in New York, you'd have 50. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yep. One of my favorite compliments, and I'm sorry to bring her up again, but she is a lovely lady. Um, Angie Orton one day was like, Denise, the reason that you're impressive is because you did this as an Illinois resident where there was only one psalm. And that was a gentleman that used to teach me 14 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, table side little wine classes mm-hmm. um, to truly do this with no tasting group, which is something that is unheard of really yeah. nowadays. She's like, that's impressive because mm-hmm. in San Francisco where she used to live any given night of the week five different bars were opening amazing bottles yeah. mm. and that was just what they did. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know how you got your certified. And I, I think that's a really interesting compliment. So, you know, like I guess I had to work hard. Yeah. Not that no one else doesn't. Right. But um it was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. So where do you go to uh, get most of your wine in St. Louis? 
So I do get asked that quite a bit, and it's hard because I love all of the things St. Louis has to offer. If I'm getting stuff to drink on a daily basis, I do a Schnucks six-pack. <laughs> Everybody needs to have one wine cooler mm-hmm. that is bottles under $15, mm-hmm. and then you have your locked cellar mm-hmm. that is stuff that you maybe purchase with reason. Mm-hmm. So if I'm purchasing with reason, I love the wine merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason's a, a friend of mine. And um, I like 33 Wine Bar. I like the depth of their list and, you know, being right around the corner from me. But to be honest, as a wine director, wine buyer, you can buy it wholesale. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people that say they go to wine shops, it's kind of difficult when you can buy it at cost yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's the beauty of the job. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you work for a restaurant that understands that it's furthering your own education to sell at cost to your staff. And I highly recommend that people do that because everyone can taste the wines by the glass once a month. You have a little mm-hmm. wine class. But in order for them to truly understand your 200-bottle wine list, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be great to sell them, you know, the employees' wine at cost? Mm-hmm. So we do that as well. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I used to go to the wine merchant and the wine and cheese place a lot. But to get like whiskey and get scotch and stuff like that and get, like, bitters and uh-huh. You know, now there's some toxicology in the grove. I'm very excited about their program. Mm-hmm. Um, they got me for some things for the restaurant opening. Nice. <laughs> I was like, well, this is beautiful. <laughs> but um, no, the, the bitter selection is fabulous. Oh, yeah. The book mm-hmm. selection is wonderful. Yeah. Having um, that elevated liquor store nearby is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, I do appreciate what Randall's has done for St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. Giving another um, you know, big box without being non-local. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do appreciate them. Um, I still think that Schnucks has the most competitive pricing mm. I've seen. Like, it's it's honestly cheaper to shop there mm. than it is to buy for a restaurant mm-hmm. wow. because of the buy-through that and sell-through that they have, sure. yeah. which is very, like, and that's where that whole three-tier system gets a little, you know, it gets us upset. Mm-hmm. It gets mm-hmm. the buyers upset when actual consumers can purchase stuff cheaper than we can and we have to keep our margins appropriate in order to sure. keep our lights on. You know, so wine by the glass, that is um, situational for, but that's why a lot of distributorships have on-premise and off. Mm-hmm. So they say these are things not available at the grocery store mm-hmm. so that you don't have that conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. But with spirits, people want the brand that they want. Mm-hmm. So if I need to sell this for $8 a shot to hit my margin... But it was on deep discount at Randall's, Schnucks, Total Wine, mm. you name it. And I'm like, wow, that is dirt cheap. Why is it so cheap? It, it is lessening the um, perceived value at the restaurants. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So, you know, it's it's an interesting game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which uh, Schnucks do you prefer, the hill or the pear? Ooh. So... <laughs> <laughs> If I if, if I wanted to go buy food for a dinner party, I love the Ledoux Schnooks. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I go to the Arsenal Schnooks a lot because mm-hmm. it's right by my house. Yeah. So, good meat and cheese selection. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Are you mean the Ledoux one, the one at uh, Clayton and Lindbergh? Yes, off 170. Oh, okay. That Ledoux. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking of one. No, that's Frontenac I'm thinking of. Never mind. I know which one you're talking about, though. Okay. And I only went there because I have someone that lives around the corner. So if I was like, cheese and wine time, you know, if I'm going to spend $58 on crap I didn't need, you know, like, so I just bought all this meat for $22 when I could, like, why didn't we just go somewhere and then not do dishes? But, you know, I'm, my mother makes this joke. She's like, you need to stay home more. You spend too much when you go out. The problem is if I actually get the night off, to prepare a full meal for myself and maybe a few guests, mm. I'm probably spending more to dine well in my own home. Mm. You know, and then you're cleaning up afterwards, so yeah. what the hell? Yeah. yeah, good point. That's right. <laughs> That's I'm I'm a diner outer at least twice a month. Yeah. I try to tell myself I deserve something nice. The rest of the time I am a uh, I'm a I don't care, I'll have some fries and a whiskey. Mm-hmm. And people are like, aren't you a son? And I'm like, I'm starving. I'll have some fries and a whiskey. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there are two sides to me and nothing really in the middle. Yeah. It's right. either luxury because I've been, 
I need to be waited on and pampered, or it's <laughs> how cheap is your whiskey? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also got Sam to cook for you, too. So. Yes, I am very fortunate, as I was at my last place with Chef Joe Hemp of Robust. Mm-hmm. Samantha has done something that no Italian understands. She has went more gluten-free for me, because I do have celiac. Mm-hmm. And um, she, I think it really helped her. Yeah. You know, she was very meat heavy at the Scottish Mm -hmm. Arms, and Mm -hmm. then being, you know, a traditional Italian woman, Mm -hmm. fresh pasta, biscuits, breads, you know, she's Mm -hmm. amazing at that. And when I told her that I wanted to try to make our menu dietary needs friendly, it was Mm -hmm. great. We grew together. Mm -hmm. I think it really helped her grow as a chef. And, you know, that's what each job is for. You're supposed to learn something at each place you work. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Yeah. I feel like you guys work really well together. Yes. Our food is, well, you know, I'm a Mediterranean-inspired wine buyer. Mm -hmm. Lots of old world. Mm -hmm. France, Italy, Spain. Um, And being Italian, she already does stuff so, like, scratch kitchen style. Mm -hmm. She didn't even realize, you know, like, people go, your prices are kind of inexpensive. Mm -hmm. You know, that's not a problem, right? But I go, because it's a scratch kitchen. Mm-hmm. Flour is pennies. Mm-hmm. You know, That's fresh right. produce, it's not cheap, cheap to go the farmer route, but it's not expensive. Mm-hmm. And we are a scratch kitchen except for our bread. Mm-hmm. So it's very easy to do wine pairings with her. You know, um, like I said, the dark room itself, we can be as luxurious as you want us to be. You know, if you want to do an eight top that's $100 a head and just say, do whatever you want, I can do that. Or if you want to come in during our happy hour, you can get four glasses of wine and four plates for like 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it's whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's talk food. Food stuff. Okay. Okay. By the way, I'm excited to have the champagne with you guys. Yeah, yeah I yeah, like yeah. this. <laughs> Woo-hoo, this is nice. This is really good. Next I time we it. come over, I'll have to get a glass or two or three. It's okay. by the bottle. You'll have a bottle. Okay. Straw on it. That's all right. That's fine. <laughs> Um, can you share with us what are some, uh, dishes or meals or drinks, something you've had lately that you think people ought to know about? Um, at my own restaurant or somewhere else? Anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. Hmm. Even it's a fish fillet at McDonald's. Put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, where was I recently super impressed? Okay, so this might be, like, you might think something silly because I go to this place four nights a week to sing karaoke and mm. get drunk. So but, um, no, oh. Manja is oh, yeah. next to my house, and uh-huh. it's a little Italian spot, yes. but people forget, I think a lot of people in our industry think of it as a night spot now, mm-hmm. their dinner program is very nice, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they do house-made pasta, and they always have a gluten-free pasta, mm-hmm. and just, they call it the GOC, very traditional garlic, olive oil, cheese, mm-hmm. just super traditional, mm-hmm. um, and you know, the, my colleagues and I went there for dinner recently, and they were like... I don't mean this in a weird way, but that was great, you know. <laughs> and, um, you know, another place I have been consistently impressed with is Retreat. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. I, just the design of their bar, really making the um, the bar kind of massive, and mm-hmm. it's the gathering place, and there's no server station to hide in. The management's mm-hmm. just right in front. Yes. Yeah. I, I truly appreciate them. Mm-hmm. Um, do I get out a lot? No. So this answer probably won't be you know as mm-hmm. astute as others. Um, sure. I really like what they're doing at the Preston. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that um, Sasha and um, Joshua. Josh do a great job. The food has also been lovely. I've been there with the Ten Top for a celebration. Mm-hmm. I've been there at the bar for just a night out. I really like their dynamic. Um, what else have I done? I have to apologize. I just don't really oh, get, get out very much. Drink-wise, consistently like Taste Bar. Hmm. Yeah. I will say we this. We were just there last night. I think mm-hmm. that the management is amazing. Mm. I love her. Um, I like that they serve food until midnight. Mm-hmm. On the nights that I'm off, knowing that I can go get... I'll be at smaller plates. They're delicious. Mm-hmm. And they're just continuing to stay on point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The service is on point. The drinks are on point. Um, yeah. And same thing with Planner's House. I have to give it to the Kilgores. Mm. 
you know, they brought back their food program. You know, it was a little uh, more fuller plates, and they went to kind of like a leaner menu. Mm-hmm. Now they're kind of back to heartier plates. Mm-hmm. Doing the industry days, you know, mm-hmm. where yeah. you, the classics are discounted, and then you mm-hmm. can still get your $100 rare, rare whiskey in the Bullock space. <laughs> and, you know, those are the kinds of places that I go that they're industry-friendly mm-hmm. with their maybe off-day hours, and then their... Um, later dinner service. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. And that's, you know, I found myself having a drink with my boss the other night. We had our three-year anniversary. And I was like, let's go away for 30 minutes and just cheers mm-hmm. of what has happened. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm fascinated by Chris Hansen. And the funny thing is, we wish we were going to our own menu. Mm-hmm. And that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, when you think you created something like, we want late night food, live music, a dynamic beverage program, I found myself saying the same thing to plan my birthday party. Mm. So not to like toot any horns, but I'm very excited about what we've created. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's something that St. Louis needed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I hope to find more of those and progress further. I hope the dark room can keep growing its food program. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that we do food till midnight. Yeah. Food till one. You know, you mm. can literally walk in the door there and still get food at 1230. Yeah. yeah. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not many places do that. No. But, yeah, to soak up all the booze, you kind of need that. Exactly. And then I'll sell you more booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, since the Tavern of the Fine Arts closed down, you're probably the only venue that offers all those things. I would agree. I think that you can have an evening out in the city and find all those things. I also think that you would have to travel from venue to venue. And there may be some cover charges mm-hmm. associated with it. And what a lot of people don't understand is we are truly a non-profit restaurant and bar right now. Mm-hmm. So the Cranesburg Arts Foundation, not only owning the place, but they are sponsoring the music. Mm-hmm. The point is not to, you know, print cash at the end of the day. The point is to provide something mm-hmm. for, again, the arts to thrive. So for these jazz musicians in St. Louis, you know, with... Delmar kind of changing what it's doing and the loss of the Red Sea, the loss of Brant, the loss of mm. the Delmar Lounge. You know, I like that Beale and BB's and Broadway Oyster Bar, they're still going strong in the blues aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But it is hard to be a jazz musician in St. Louis. Yeah. Mm. And I didn't mean to become such a jazz nerd. <laughs> you know, it kind of came with as the darkroom um, expanded and evolved. Mm. But I, I just love it. I've always liked music. I'm a musician myself. Um, what do you play? I was a percussionist. Oh, I was awesome. in the drum line in high school. Nice. So was I. Yeah. So um, lead snare. Mm. As a bass drum. Nice. I I was top bass for a year, um, but yeah. So I forgot the original question. I'm so sorry. Really, <laughs> really band geekiness. Champagne, I'll do that too. Yeah. No, just talk about like bringing to- together music and performance and food. Yeah. All and how tough this for jazz in St. Louis? It is. You know, it's incredibly difficult. So what the foundation is doing is, you know, um, we did the jazz crawl. So now you can go to five places yeah. every Wednesday night. And mm-hmm. we're, you know, basically we are sponsoring the funds mm-hmm. for these men and women to have a gig. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's something that is truly impressive and part of that is every dollar that you spend at our new bar you know the dark room is kind of the workhorse of the foundation so not to talk technicalities but it's about 40 percent of what you spend Mm. goes back into programming and the purchase and acquisition of said infrastructure and buildings and you know We've got more down the pipeline. I actually asked them, I'm like, let's have 2018 just relax. <laughs> you know? So, like, we just uh, purchase and we'll start to manage Circus Flora. And really? I'll be doing wow. that beverage program and food program as well. Mm. So, wow. I'm going to be a busy little bee, <laughs> except for Mondays, no one call me. <laughs> You're just sleeping all day. Yes. Okay. Sleeping and drinking. Good for you. Way to be. Okay, um, let's see. Should I ask you one more weird question? Or yes. a couple more? Let's I do have, it. I have weird question Great. answers. Great, okay. let's do it. Um, well, you've already told us a lot about your background, but besides the science and math and weather and music, do you have any other hobbies or interests that no one would ever know about you? So, one 
thing that I've realized is I cannot unplug. I've had a few different key bosses tell me this. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you are lovely, but you, I'm kind of, I, I mother, I nest. I mm-hmm. If I see a hole, I'm going to fill it. Mm-hmm. And the, that's a good and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's good because my work ethic is key. It's bad because I can't turn off. So, like, I recently took Facebook off my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to take all social media off my phone. I've got the iPad for when I need it, etc. Mm. What people don't know about me is that I run and hike for a few hours on my day off. Mm. Because, number one, there's no service normally. But also, um, I have to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm a better person if I do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, right now with the restaurant opening, I don't have like the normal days off that you would, you know, so in, that I will in a few months. Mm-hmm. But um, that is something about me that's very important. Um, like, I don't know, last summer I went to a cabin with a few friends to, I needed like a break, a little time out. And we didn't know that there was no reception. Mm-hmm. So it forced us to just, they had a VHS collection and a VCR, (laughs) and it was a massive lodge, and they were out of season, Mm -hmm. so we just sat there and brought, like, three cases of wine, it was only four people, and we just (laughs) sat there for three days and just did nothing, Mm, and I don't think how, I don't think people understand how important that is, because I don't have my own family, you know, I'm Mm. unmarried, I don't have children to pull you away, and, you know, um, you know, make you just go to their baseball game and get to escape a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I can insert myself too much in the career Mm -hmm. and forget to just, like, read a fucking magazine sometimes, (laughs) you know. Um, So that's that's the side of me that, um, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, you're out all the time. And I said, well, when I'm not working, I go out because, to me, that's part of our job. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it is what you guys do. You go out for you know we eat stuff's brand Mm -hmm. and um but part of my job is to know what's going on in the scene Mm -hmm. you know like tonight we're (laughs) celebrating an advanced song that just got pinned and i hope i can make it by 10 Mm o'clock you know um but you know you want to go out there and stay in the know but sometimes you just have to tell yourself like in Mm -hmm. three weeks i'm driving to pensacola four girls in a jetta Mm -hmm. you only can pack a backpack Mm -hmm. and we're doing nothing Nice. Cool. We're doing nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and probably going to drink some uh, cheap rum and do nothing. Cool. So That sounds pretty great. Yeah, yeah. aside from that, my hobbies are, um, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a good artist. I just don't get to do it very often. Yeah. But, you know, if what I... What do you like to do? Um, I'm very good with charcoal mm-hmm. and um, chalk in general. Mm-hmm. Um, so I used to do the chalk murals at my first wine bar called the Wine Tap. I would do massive murals behind the bar and change them every month. If you did see a mural at the original dark room, that was mine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I like it. It's just the medium. I don't really have that at my house. I can have a chalk wall, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, and I, I can paint, but my, um, past grandmother was an artist and, um, I think I got a lot from her. Mm-hmm. So that desire to be creative doesn't escape us. You know, I'm around artists all the time, whether it's our photographers, our musicians, theater goers, theater, you know, actors. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I think if you design menus and you create cocktails, like you are an artist. Like I would call mm-hmm. Chef Sam an artist. Almost certainly. I would mm-hmm. call myself an artist, just my background aside, you know, creating something that you can enjoy is the same whether it's writing a play whether it's creating a piece of art a song or you know the cocktails that you guys get to imbibe at the dark room Mm -hmm. it's all the same to me Mm -hmm. so when you think of the word successful who comes to mind for you um a person in general isn't popping into my head right now Mm -hmm. success is someone that is ridiculously happy with what they're doing for their job mm-hmm. so it's not really a job anymore mm-hmm. it's just what you do mm-hmm. and I'm going to put myself in that box mm-hmm. um, my best compliments are when people go you just exude happiness when you're just working the floor mm-hmm. and um, while I would have been a great creative director in advertising <laughs> 
and it didn't really work out. Mm. Um, I honestly like what I do. So I don't consider myself successful because I have worked in some premium wine bars or been in a magazine. I consider myself successful because I wake up every day and I, I really like what I do. Like, I know that you guys, like, totally dig what you do. You know, like, freaking, you know, like, <laughs> nerd camera, and I yeah. love it, you know? Yeah, don't, don't care what's watching me in the middle of I, the I, meal taking a photo. I love it. And it's like, so, you know, people in this city, I you know, I don't really want to name, but if someone says, you know, that, that age-old thing, like, what do you want to do with your life? If you'd like to look at cars, you should be an auto mechanic. <laughs> but really, when you hit your 30s and 40s, if you're doing something that you actually want to wake up for, mm-hmm. then I think you're successful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A few people that I think are daring, and I'm going to drop a, uh, you know, a overly popular name in the city. You have to give Gerard Kraft credit for having the balls mm-hmm. to close his flagship mm-hmm. in order for something that he thought was a little bit more approachable. That is truly daring and a a new level of success like Mm -hmm. I got the award and a month later I said that's lovely but we are over this concept Mm -hmm. I I think and I know I don't want to say it but I know another restaurateur is about to do the same thing in St. Louis Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are very surprised about it I don't know if it's released yet so I won't say it but you can tell us afterwards. After, afterwards (laughs) um but I'm like wow they're reading the climate of the city they're ebb and flowing and you know I mean you look at um Mike Johnson of Sugar Fire and David Molina um they are exquisite chefs Mm -hmm. but they found a a place you know they found a quick service restaurant where you could still get $30 a head Mm -hmm. they're brilliant Mm -hmm. you know um and people maybe forget how approach or not uh, not approachable how um, successful they were in the 90s and early 2000s in Clayton and they're amazing um, ho- you know food level chefs and here they are doing slow cooked meat and mm. selling Coronas and mm. slaying the game mm-hmm. and I think that's when you can tell yourself you know what I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks anymore I'm going to do me and then if doing me elevated you to a new level then that's a true winner mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people are able to do that in St. Louis, which is awesome. Like Rick Lewis. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I actually, I hate to admit this. I went to Southern for the first time about two months ago. We were doing a little neighborhood recon in Grand Center. Mm -hmm. And while our restaurant was closed, what do you do? (laughs) You spend way too much money because you realize that, you know, Chef Sam used to cook for you every day. And I went in there and I said, first of all, the service is impeccable, but, Mm -hmm. um, I said, hey, guys, so I'm a gluten-free person at a chicken place, so I'm going to get one of every side. Mm-hmm. And Rick comes out. He's like, D, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> Slaps a hat on me and goes, I'll be right back, and brings me over this, like, king-size sampler platter from Pappy's. He's like, here's a bunch of gluten-free shit for you. Okay. You know what I mean, though? Like, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. humble yeah. and amazing. Yeah. Same thing with, like, Bob Rizal. I love him. Yeah, I, totally. You know, they've both went through... Hard and good times. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never forget when um, Bird and Barrel opened and Bob was like, this is the best week of my life. Mm-hmm. And then they got robbed. Yeah. And he was candid mm-hmm. as, as hell on his Facebook about how guttural that feeling was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming back from it and the community that surrounded that. I'm like, these people are putting themselves out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've had a million people go, when are you going to open your own bar? And I go, you know what? It's not about ownership. Not everybody's meant to be an owner. Mm-hmm. You can be a damn good manager. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what some people are meant to do. You know, I don't think they realize how hard it is to own a small business in general, but also a restaurant in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. A, rest, you know, a city that's elevating its food and beverage scene also means we're going through trends probably faster than most cities. And hence what Gerard, again, had the balls to do and, you know, person B and probably others to follow, you have to realize that what was once amazing eight years ago, mm-hmm. 10 years ago, four years ago, maybe has to change. Mm-hmm. So. Yes. 
good answer. I like yeah, that. Thank I you. I like it. Um, let's see. I guess. All right. I just got like two questions left for you then. Okay. So all about the dark room. Um, can you tell us stats about it, where it is, what sort of musical offerings, what's going on? What's coming up at the dark room? Absolutely. So we are currently now, we just moved six weeks ago, as we recently said, um, 3610 Grandel Square. It is directly across from the Grammy-winning St. Louis Symphony mm-hmm. and uh, in the beautiful Grand Center Arts District, so near Fox Theater, near um, Sheldon, near Jazz at the Bistro. Mm-hmm. And it's in an old church, correct? Correct. So it that's was, like where people are correct. looking for. It, okay. um, massive Romanesque 1884 building. Mm-hmm. Um, it is housed in the same building that has a 500-seat theater. Mm-hmm. And a 200-person ballroom upstairs that will all be done in May. Mm. We are going to have a patio adjacent to a sculpture garden cool. called um, Grand Center Arts Academy Plaza. Mm-hmm. So patio on the plaza. Look for that in May. It's going to be mm-hmm. beautiful. We used to have a patio, but it was kind of a fancy sidewalk. So a bit of an upgrade. <laughs> this is going to be very European, and you can see the lights of Powell, the arch, mm-hmm. Just, it's going to be a, a wonderful addition. Cool. Um, we are open Wednesday through Sunday now, which is a change. We are open for lunch. We have a wonderful lunch program. We call it a petite lunch. Mm-hmm. It's a succinct menu, but very good. We do have a pick-two option. And then I like to have what I call a European aesthetic to lunch. Have a lager. Have a half glass mm-hmm. of wine. We did a Collins program, a low-alcohol Collins mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. kind of fresh muddled goodies. Hmm. Kind of, you know, have something. Mm-hmm. If you if you want to have a power lunch in and out in 45 minutes, we've got you. <laughs> but if you are just having a day about Grand Center, Midtown, the Central West End, we really are five minutes from anywhere, downtown included. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, come down. Try us out for lunch. Dinner service is still going strong. Dinner service is Wednesday through Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have nice... Uh, rushes with the theaters around Mm -hmm. a great time to come if you've never been there is after 8 p.m we uh you know have a lull Mm -hmm. due to the theaters all going into session Mm -hmm. so you know ask for me ask for denise ask for the management you know come to the bar you know nerd out with me for sure (laughs) um and then we have a new killer brunch program Mm -hmm. so brunch is every sunday from 10 to 3 and chef's food is fucking amazing (laughs) it is amazing Mm -hmm. Literally, I thought her pickles were the best thing in the world. No, her biscuits are the best thing in the world, and I can't eat them. So it makes me really sad. Everybody tells me how good they are. Um, she's slaying it, and I think our brunch cocktails are as well. I'm very proud of the menu we've put together. Um, the music scene, live music every day. Friday, we have added a new happy hour, mm-hmm. 5 to 7, a Harvey Lockhart quintet. Mm-hmm. So kind of we're really bringing it on Friday. So we have a very aggressive happy hour program during the week from 3 to 6. The same menu is available every night now. So we've added a late night happy hour program. So mm-hmm. kind of trying cool. to keep that late night vibe going. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. open till 1 a.m. now, nice. Wednesday wow. through Saturday. So that's a big deal for Grand Center. Yeah. Um, a little side note, and this is releasing tomorrow in the market. So mm-hmm. this is the first person to hear it. Sophie's Lounge will be opening in two weeks in the Dot Zach. So it is a oh, second yeah. floor cocktail bar mm. next door to Music Record Shop that just moved cool. into our building. Yeah. So it's kind of think a Royale vibe. You know, maybe some, you know, a vinyl playing at night. Cool. It'll be a nice addition to the Dot Zach building, which has a theater. David Kirkland's restaurant turns about to open up in a month. And um, we will be open Wednesday through Saturday awesome. from 4 to 1. And my good friend Jeremy Pevnik is running that. He's fantastic. Sweet. So, um, but yeah. And then, of course, the Dark Room is also uh, the name of the place. The Dark Room comes from its uh, love of photography. So every two months, we change our photography. It is curated by Jason Gray. And then we change our menus when we change the art. So new wine by the glass, seasonal food changes. So Sam and I get to, you know, talk about that soon, even though we just opened. I know it'll be May before we know it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're just sure. scaring me already. Yeah. So. <laughs> Do you have any, um, no, I know you have a rotating um, guest of musicians and such. Do you have any regular musicians who are going to be popping up there? Actually, um, right now, under the new programming, we're doing more uh, artist resonance. Okay. So 
same band every Wednesday, same band every Thursday, Friday, etc. Go to www.thedarkroomstl.com. Mm-hmm. You'll find reservations, an amazing menu section. And then we have uh, our homepage says this week, mm-hmm. which I love. Robert Harris does the website for us. Mm-hmm. It shows who's playing. Cool. It shows what our features can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it. Um, our brunch band rotates. Mm-hmm. And then we may have, you know, different people sit in. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are doing more um, annual agreements, I should say. Okay. So think about a classic nonprofit. Yeah. It is very, um, you know, fiscal year. Here's our budget. Um, but, you know, we do have some people sub in and out. Mm-hmm. The interesting thing about the Grand Dell, which houses the dark room, is that amazing stage. Mm-hmm. So what we are going to be seeing is not only theater companies, ballet companies, but we will start to see some national acts. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Cool. So we will not only be inundated with the likes of the Grand Center Theater uh, crowd, but we may have 500 people passing mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. our bar at any given time. Cool. Um, and... The Cranesburg Arts Foundation team, again, led by Executive Director Chris Hansen, they just really book the most fascinating artists. Like, I can't believe that this is my job, that mm. I'm around this. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that we've surrounded ourselves with, the artists, it's just, it's absolutely fantastic. Mm. And, you know, be ready for some truly intimate concerts mm. in one of the most beautiful venues that you've seen. Nice. Very cool. Good. Um, do you, do you have any online stats, like, for your personal things you want to shout about? Sure. Um, you know, check out, um, stlsow.com. That is the St. Louis School of Wine. Mm-hmm. Um, that is our local name for the larger umbrella of the Mid-American School of Wine. Um, that is a wine school that, again, will be up and running mm-hmm. in fall. Cool. And, um, personally, I'm on much social media as... SOMD, S-O-M-M-D-E-E, um, not as active as normal since we just, you know, opened the place, mm-hmm. but um, definitely follow that if you'd like, and, um, you know, if you want to follow this term pre-SOM, P-R-E-S-O-M-M, that is the um, proprietary school, cla- uh, the school course that mm-hmm. the wine school created mm. and that we are going to further that brand so mm-hmm. we have cool. now trademarked that brand logoed that brand mm. and that book is what we are actively um working toward publishing cool. and then mm-hmm. video courses etc nice. but that's kind of on the down low still but now we've mm-hmm. said it that's okay yeah <laughs> you heard it here first yeah so excellent mm-hmm. terribly excited cool good 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 um well denise this has been really interesting i'm glad you're able to make the time um just last thing before we turn this thing off, do you have any asks or requests for the people listening about anything at all? Um, I, you know, let's say this. People have gone on Netflix and they've seen the documentary Psalm. Yeah. And they come to me and they go, have you seen this? Well, of course I have. Yeah. <laughs> um, but also, just appreciate what it takes mm. to provide truly excellent service and what somebody has to know Mm. and to go a step further if I am bringing you a beautiful bottle or a beautiful cocktail imagine the ingredients in there Mm. you know um those documentaries did something very good for the wine community in general Mm -hmm. the first one was about how hard it is to study and the second psalm psalm documentary psalm 2 it's called into the bottle it was about what went into making this Pierre Gerbet Mm. Rosé de Sangue Champagne um, you know, uh, so I would say take a deep breath and truly enjoy what you have in front of you mm. and appreciate that a server isn't just a server. Mm. A bartender isn't just a bartender. Um, these are people making their career around taking care of you. And, you know, that's kind of what I would leave you with is, you know, this is our nine to five. This is our life. We are actively working hard to please you so next time you go to a restaurant new or old um familiar face or not just you know take the time to appreciate what's in front of you and maybe ask if they can teach you something you know i did a gin tasting for a couple the other day because they liked their barrel aged gin um old-fashioned we do Mm -hmm. and they were like 
what does it taste like? And I'm like, you're asking the right girl. And we did, a, a, you know, a classic London dry next to a barrel age, next to a botanical. And, you know, mm. you never know. You might have, you know, the best time of your life just asking one question mm-hmm. if you have that right bartender. So, yeah. you know, yeah, just, you know, think about what's in front of you. If you know you're working with the manager or the head som, take a minute, ask some questions. And like I said, enjoy all St. Louis has to offer. Perfect. I love it. Okay. Uh, thank you Denise, both. So yeah, much. thank you. This is great. Great thank conversation. Yeah. High fives. Yeah. We got waffles to dog. Yeah, yeah. We're all nice good. champagne. Being all chilled right now. <laughs> We're all good. Finally, I gave him some champagne under the table. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys. Thanks so much for listening. So, as I mentioned before, today is my birthday. Yay. It's my 35th birthday. Um, tonight, I guess this is only for listeners of the podcast who are tuning in right now, I'm having a birthday party at the Copper Pig in Southampton. So, if you want to pop by, if you haven't had the Copper Pig yet, you should stop by, because it's a pretty cool place. Even if it's not tonight for my party, but you should just stop by there. Please be sure to tune in next week for another one of our random conversations. But in the meantime... Get out there and eat and drink stuff. Cheers!